Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 251 for April 5th, 2018. I am one of your hosts, Brian the Conquistador. I'm another one, Trevor the Frelate. And I'm Adriel the Hunting Gear Guy. Or Frosty. We like Frosty. 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 Yeah. Frosty the there Hunting you Gear go. Frosty, bald the guy. The handsome he never one. owns the Frost. Mm, no, I think that's Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> who i don't i don't know anybody you that. brian no hey no <laughs> he used to do a thing with some guys and a girl he did he oh okay cool all right anyway so we're gonna kick off with what we've done in guns which is brought to you by the calgary shooting center canada's premier firearms retailer now carrying smith elite eye protection and Ooh. i don't know anything about smith elite Eye protection. What do you guys know? Is it fancy? It's real nice. Okay, so it's it more than. Your eyes. So the elite is not just in the name. The elite is actually in the product. That's a right. good thing. It's not like see you walk walk around and act elitist, but you're not. This elite eye protection actually provides elite protection. And that's why I'm asking because I, it's exactly what I do, and I know I know my own BS. That's <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> It's all okay. So that's why I check these things, because uh, I'm all about that. All right, uh, Trevor, why don't you tell us what you've been up to in guns recently? Sure. Um, but uh, first, what about Kelly? Should we let the listeners know every week, or just let them be surprised, perhaps pleasantly so, every week? Why don't we make oh. up a story for her okay. every week? All right. She's on a religious pilgrimage this uh, to find week. herself. I think it's, uh, yep. isn't it in Tibet? One Seven of those Dalai Lama things. Yeah. Yes. Uh, was it, yes. was it Tibet or was it like uh, Arkansas or something? She tried for Tibet, but couldn't afford it. So she went to Arkansas instead. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a Lama there. It's not the same as the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those regular llamas <laughs> yeah <laughs> my, my right. youngest so Kelly uh, go ahead Kelly's riding a llama in Arkansas in Arkansas uh, to find herself religiously yes okay. she may or may not be back next week <laughs> wow <laughs> awesome she may or may not hey you know what Trevor I'm gonna suggest that you disconnect and reconnect and see if your connection gets better and Adriel can get started with what he did in guns sorry oh, but cool. you're just chewy tonight yeah crunchy crunchy, crunchy granola all right uh, I went to the Calgary gun show so <laughs> last Thursday uh, immediately after the show I started editing I got everything edited I hope I got everything go correct but I didn't have time to check and I just left uh, I drove down to Calgary. I uh, got a little bit of freezing rain down there. Uh, what stayed overnight and then immediately in the morning went and lined up for the gun show, which 
uh, I, I was I was meeting a buddy of mine, uh, Dave, down there, and he said, "Okay, you got to show up at 8. I'm like, "Doesn't this thing start at like nine thirty? He's like, "No, you got to show up at eight. Otherwise, it's going to be a huge lineup. I hate lineups, and uh, yeah, it was a good thing we showed up at eight because uh, we were in the first fifty people, and I think there were about I don't know five hundred thousand people by the time the gates opened. Wow! So it was uh, yeah, it was a it was a big lineup. Oh man." Uh, and a huge show. They have like a thousand tables. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, really big. Uh, so some highlights. Uh, I saw the I Run Guns slash RWA slash Nodak Spud uh, 180. So that's the uh, that's the 180 that they're making. Uh, that's not really a 180, but it's still a 180. So it's still it's still the platform. But there's I don't think there's any Armalite parts in that thing. Um, couple of interesting things that they went with on it they've they went with a design that lets you swap the bolt handle from one side to the other and the ejection from one side to the other and um if you want to run your bolt handle and ejection on one side you don't have to have anything open on the left hand side so wolverine's strategy on this was to we're going to make one the bolt handle is going to be reversible but we're only ejecting on the right this one you can eject on either side they use these plates so the, the, the upper is um, aluminum, uh, and then they use these steel plates that they uh, screw to the side with all these tiny little screws on both sides mm-hmm. uh, to either give you like a solid side or a side with a slot for the bolt handle or a side for the slot with the bolt handle and the ejection port. So um, pretty configurable in, in that way. Kind of um, steampunkish. Kind of steampunkish <laughs> with all the tiny little screws in there. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, a couple of other interesting things. So they, rather than doing like the thread on barrel nut, they went with like a, a steel. I don't even know how to call it. Um, these two steel sleeves that like hold on the uh, hold on the barrel and uh, and are screwed in behind the uh, trunnion. It's not a trunnion. I'm having a really hard time describing this, but uh, go check out. I, um, the uh, pictures on RWA, or I put a bunch on my uh, on my Instagram feed as well on uh, the Hunting Gear guys uh, Instagram. So interesting. Anyways, um, they're still really early on in uh, in production with these things. So uh, you know, design might change. Um, they actually had a the the foreign that they put on it was like a three D printed one. They're like that early in the pro- prototyping stage. So it was uh, it was pretty interesting from that aspect. Uh, pricing is going to be around seventeen seventeen hundred. I think that's U.S. seventeen hundred dollars U.S. and they're going to go in a uh, a short forend or a longer forend. Uh, so look for more information on that as they start uh, releasing more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other gun that I saw was the FX nine uh, PND's booth had one of these things, and I really like it. I really really like it. Uh, it's got it's a so it's a a PC pistol caliber carbine nine millimeter uses Glock mags. Uh, it's got a compact receiver on it. So whereas um, a lot of the other non-restricted PCCs that we have here in Canada have the magazine pretty far up forward, this one's very compact. Um, and it's it's not like a standard AR size receiver. It's a little bit chopped down. Um, which means that the magazine release is where you would expect the magazine release to be on an AR-15. So this FX9 fantastic magazine release spot on it really nice and compact receiver i really like it 
and the price I really like as well. They're coming in at nine hundred dollars. Oh my god, so, I need one so bad. And, oh, it's, and the controls it's are so full, fully ambi, right? Because they they have an ambi mag release on it. Uh, they have an ambi mag release. I never look if it's if it's full ambi because right, I'm not wrong handed. because hey, uh, I care. That's why because <laughs> you're wrong handed. Fair enough, uh, but I am the way my parents made me. So, oh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, also would have accepted nature. <laughs> As mistakes sure. of nature, you know, make it <laughs> sometimes too. But yeah, there you <laughs> go. Also, also yes. Yeah, it's probably better not to blame my parents. Better to blame nature. Yeah, I'm, 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 more, I'm more good with that, and I think they are too. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Anyways, FX9. Excellent. Looks fantastic. This is an inexpensive PCC in the US. Uh, they're, they're quite a bit more here. But for our market, for a, a, a long barrel, uh, non-restricted PCC, oh, oh, so good. I love the forend. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be the one to beat uh, these days. Are they going to, do you know if they're going to market any restricted versions with a shorter barrel? Don't know if they're going to do any restricted, but later on we're going to talk about um, Blackleaf in Edmonton is making one that's going to be restricted length. Um, so I don't know. That's an option. I would prefer non-restricted length. Like for an 18 and a half inch barrel, I'll run it. I'll, I, I would rather have a non-restricted PCC. Um, if I'm going to have a restricted PCC, there's some cool ones out there. There's that uh, B&T. There's mm-hmm. the um, Scorpion. Uh, and there's uh, there's a couple of other ones that uh, that are really interesting. But this one uses Glock mags, so 10-round mags, and nice yeah. and compact. And AR, most of the parts are, are AR-compatible. Uh, nice forend on it, AR-style butt. Oh, oh cool. so good. Yeah. So good. And and you touched on it. it. It uses pistol mags, and that makes a huge difference. Because we've had some new, really interesting pistol carbines come in yeah. right. with rifle oh. mags. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, fail. Yeah. Five rounds. Yeah, not interesting. Yeah, yeah, the Evo should have been made for the Canadian market with an 18 half inch barrel and a CZ75 mag. Well, I'm I'm really glad that uh, the Americans didn't just stop with like nine millimeter ARs and just be like, "That's it, we're done." Double stack AR mags and in nine millimeter, and that's all we're gonna make. I'm glad that they they've been making all this other weird stuff because it's given us opportunity to actually get stuff that's you know kind of cool for the Canadian market. Now, Adriel, well, yeah, had this thing. Um, how long do you know? how long it's been on the market in the U S no, I don't know how long it's been on the market. I the took reason a why I ask is because I'm curious about accuracy reviews mm. and testing. Um, you know, pistol caliber carbines, chamber nine mil aren't exactly tech drivers typically. So I'm wondering, you know, decent ammo, decent optic, what kind of group you can expect at 50 and a hundred. Oh, I don't know. You know, even with, um, that sub 2000 would, would like ring the steel at a hundred. Like every time you pull the trigger, yeah, and on I, an eight-inch plate, uh, yeah, on a, on a on a large plate. That's all I'm looking for out of a PCC. I'm not looking for, you know, like as long as the group is like that at a hundred, I'm good to really? go. Yeah, yeah oh, see, I, Trevor, if you want a rifle, get a rifle. There, you're right, Brian. You're right. A PCC is not a rifle. Don't expect it to perform yeah. like a rifle. You're absolutely right. Better you know, than a pistol, but still, yeah. like, oh no, yeah, it's, it's not it's like a, a rifle. Yeah, that's it's a more accurate pistol is really the way it should be looked at in yeah, my so mind. That's right. It's a little slower to deploy than a pistol, but it'll be more accurate at fifty and hundred yeah. typically than a pistol. 
Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Now, I'd be curious if there's any nine mil rifle bullets, like for a 35, 35 caliber rifle bullets that are light enough to be used in a nine mil case. I think you're looking like a for green? a SIG, like that 357 SIG would would be closer to what you're looking for. Well, 357 well, SIG is still a nine mil bullet, though. It's fast, yeah. though. Yeah, I don't know if you. I think the lightest 35 cal rifle bullet I've ever seen is like 200 grains. Mm. So oh, that's really you're not going to stuff a 200 grain bullet on top of a nine mil case. I don't think. No. I think bad things would happen pressure wise. Yeah, you and I mean, you might as well. You might as well just go for a 300 blackout. Yeah, fair. Well, you, you could, but I'm just thinking rifle bullets tend to be made to a different standard than pistol bullets. Like, Oh, yeah, but now if you want to buy some high-end Hornady critical defense 147 grain projectiles, yeah, you could get some really, you know. Well, and, and that would be interesting to run through these types of platforms to see yeah. if if a projectile. Makes you guys are goofy. You guys talking about like printing groups at a hundred yards? With <laughs> well, no, I know it's it's a bit of an it's a it's a bit of an academic exercise. But I mean, I'm you know a what academic? Oh, okay. for smart people. So I anyway, you made up a word. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Um, like I, I had someone ask me about the, this new barrel I've got, and well, how does it shoot fifty five grain? Well, it's really hard to say because I don't know any match grade fifty five grain ammo. Like it's all pretty much crap. My well, ammo you say is- that when I, when I went from my Spikes Tactical sixteen inch barrel to the Rainier Arms match barrel, my groups with fifty five grain really tightened up. Okay, even with crappy, uh, like two inches. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> meh, meh. There you go. I I mean, like I know what I can shoot with my seventy seven grain ammo. But those are premium match bullets. I can't find a 55 grain premium match bullet. Well, no, well I haven't really looked, but. Okay. Well, how about this? Hornady makes a 55 grain full metal jacket. Still considered plinking. I mean, it's made by Hornady. But that being said, so. the reason why I bring it up is because I've done um, comparison tests between Hornady's 55 grain full metal jacket and Campros Mm -hmm. and all things equal, same optics, same rifle, same powder charge, same brass, same casing, same brass rather, um, and same primer. And the Campro outperformed the Hornady. Yes. Hmm. Um, But again, most people are buying 55 grain based on, I need to get a lot of ammo for as little money as I can. Yeah. You're not going to get a match grade bullet until you start getting into like the 69 and up right well no, that is, isn't there like a nozzler like doesn't nozzler make a, a 50 there, there are some varmint bullets yeah yeah some high end so, like a chipped 52 grain that might those might shoot really really well um, yeah compared again it's kind of all academic wow we wow we went off Woo. <laughs> So, yeah. Adriel, um, take long at all. Show. What's, <laughs> what's, what's next? On your oh, I met a bunch of cool people. I met a bunch cool. of uh, a bunch of listeners. I met a bunch of people from the CCFR. They were running a booth, and it looked like they kicked some butt over there. Of course they did. Did um, anyone buy you a sub? No one bought me a sub. What? No. You didn't tell them who you were, did you? I assume that they would just know, but I guess, yeah. I yeah. also assume that they would know. <laughs> the, you know what happened a lot was... Uh, Okay, a lot, a lot of people I've I've interviewed on this show. I've talked to over Facebook. I've emailed back and forth. A lot of people are like, "Hey, Adriel," and I would look around and I would not know who would just talk to me. <laughs> One of these people just said my name. 
I have no idea who it is. They know me. I don't know them. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just because, you know, if they said who what their name was, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, on Facebook or whatever. But uh, I never met him in real life. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I met a couple people. Uh, I met uh, Daryl, the guy who sent you your Millsurp stuff there, uh, uh, Trevor. He was uh, he was working a booth. And uh, awesome. Let's see I would have had him take me around and teach me stuff. Because <laughs> yeah. the first time I was at that show, one of my complaints was, why didn't they put all the Millsurp stuff over there? Like at oh. the back of the bus, right? It's like, good table, good table, Millsurp, a bust of Hitler. What the hell, man? Why don't they make <laughs> those people be over there? And now I'm like, hey, I, I kind of want to check this stuff out. Now, <laughs> you know, I've matured and grown, and now I have a new appreciation for it. I still think segregation is an option. But I, I'll go to the segregated area. Well, it wouldn't yeah, be the, the end of the world because if you're interested in that, I'd like to go to all those tables all at once. Right, and you wouldn't have to look at all the black rifle crap in the yeah, all that garbage. <laughs> Modern I'm kind of, of the same opinion. I would have liked for it to be segregated. I think they like on purpose are like spacing it out because they want you to walk the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, I care little about. Uh, bolt action hunting rifles and pump action shotguns from the 80s and 90s and that was the majority of the tables were people just selling their stuff right someone out there with like 20 guns trying to uh, trying to sell some stuff at above market value and uh, I don't care to look at that stuff I wanted to see all the new manufactured stuff I missed Ryan and international barrels somehow in the thousand tables I I didn't find them Wow. wow. I went up yeah. and down all the rows. They might have been on a corner or on the end of a row or something like that. And I got done and I left and I was wait, wait a minute. I didn't see Ryan and I didn't see these people and I didn't see these people, even though I walked the whole damn thing. Can can I call you out for a minute? Because you just talked about people selling hunting guns at above market value. Uh-huh. They do what, what you do, except you do it on the internet. They do it on yes. a table. Yes. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. that's <laughs> There's yeah, no okay, search that's... function at the uh, at the Calgary Gun Show, though. No, There's there no... is. It, you you have a search function. It's these right here. Your yeah. eyes. You use your use your eyes to look for stuff. Yeah. Well, I know, I look at look at how well that worked. I, <laughs> I missed the boots I wanted to go to. So I'm, like, I'm uh, old enough that I used to do that. There, yeah. I I was into guns before the internet was as much of a thing as much of mm-hmm. a thing with guns. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there was there was a lot of people selling those old hunting guns, uh, sporterized Enfields, and just like I don't, that's not my thing. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. sporterized Enfields shouldn't be anybody's thing. Well, well, some some guys will buy them and then and then unsporterize them. Yeah, yeah. You can't if they haven't been butchered. What have yeah. you done to your SKS, Trevor? None of your business. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow. There are pots calling kettles black all over the place here tonight. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have an unmolested SKS. Yeah. And then look at my shirt. Look at my shirt. It's, it's a very nice shirt. It's a matador arm shirt. That's what I did to my SKS. And that's the only thing you should do to your SKS. Matador arms or leave it alone. I can support that. This is the chassis. This is the chassis that actually made me want to own an SKS just so I could use their chassis. And then you bought two. And you've been buying red rifles all over the place. Yeah. And a red pistol. (laughs) I should. I really should get one. I still haven't got a chassis. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. I should talk to Annika. And just. Yeah. But call her Anika, please. Is, is it Anika? Is it not? It's Anika, but she goes by Annika because apparently no one knows how to pronounce Anika. 
Oh, I met her. Oh yeah, you saw her there in real life. Isn't she awesome? Yeah, yeah. Was uh, was uh, Nolan there too? Uh, were they doing a booth? What was, or was she just walking no, around? No, they didn't have a booth. So I th- I thought they were going to have a booth, and I wanted to buy one of their T-shirts with the Cosmoline oh, and the guy yeah. like rubbing his yeah. face down. Yeah. yeah, I wanted one of those, and they weren't there. And I was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Darn. One of them shirts. Was yeah. the Calgary Shooting Center there? Yes, they were there. And uh, I went to the Calgary Shooting Center as well. So And said thank you. Did you did you run into Yolanda? I ran into Yolanda. Yolanda. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yolanda was at the uh, CCFR booth, yeah. and uh, yeah. somebody yeah. was nice enough to take a video of her signing their calendar, and she wrote "Trevor sucks" on it. I don't. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even understand why someone wants a calendar with Yolanda writing "Trevor sucks" on it. How do you? I I, I explain that to your friends. So see the smoking hot redhead. She wrote "Trevor sucks" on it. <laughs> really? That's what you had written on your calendar. Not to my favorite gunny Tommy or something like that. No, no you no. had her write Trevor sucks on it. Who's Trevor and why does he suck? And I look, she's all I important. want, I want true statements on calendars, and that's a, that is one. So you and Paul Furlock can both take the same short walk off uh, or long walk off a short pier. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's one of the few things so Paul and I agree. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> really? Wow, that's not creepy. I uh, saw the pictures. I know what she was wearing. <laughs> you're just you're on her Instagram all the time. Oh my! All the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was cool. I haven't uh, been to that gun show before. It's huge. Um, I didn't end up buying anything, uh, but just meeting meeting a lot of the people in the industry was uh, was really cool because uh, that's something I wanted to do. Did you get any audio? No. No, I brought all the stuff and uh, it was loud and people were really oh, busy yeah. and I thought, ah, eh, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll get their contact information and then we'll just do interviews on the, on the show. Fair. That makes, uh, that would be better. Yeah. yeah. Was black sure. box there? Did you see them? Black box, black, yeah, black box customs. Yes. Yes. They were there. They were just setting up as, uh, as I was coming through. I, again, I showed up early, so um, they were setting up all their guns uh, as I was rolling through, but uh they have some really nice, uh, really nice Glocks painted up, and some really cool uh, patterns and whatnot. Yeah, trying to think of who else. There were so many, so many out there. Really cool. Um, let's see. I sold my FNS, um, and I sold it to Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, you got to hook up your bank account to mine, and just like, just have your paychecks go straight to me. I'll keep the guns coming. Right. Okay. Yeah. Can we just do like a percentage thing? Does it have to be like the whole thing? Yeah, I don't need to garnish. garnish. Just garnish your wages in, in some <laughs> way, shape, or form. Okay. Let's get it out of the way right now. Is there anything else that's coming down the pipe that I'm going to end up with? Uh. Well, I got this. No. Oh, yeah. Well, you're keeping that. Yeah. But I will now. take that when you're done with it. <laughs> so let's cross that one off the list. I don't want the XD. I don't want your 1911. Oh, you don't want the XD? Nobody wants the XD. I've got two people who want to buy that 1911. Do it. Two. Well, <laughs> one at that price, which I think they're just joking around, and then another oh, one's just like, that 1911. I'm talking about the other one. Your your military oh, the Sam. One. The yeah. Sam. Yeah. Oh, you got to talk about that that reply. The troll of the troll. <laughs> 
you maybe somebody's you did oh someone said that they would just take my uh nork 1911 at the price that i was quoting even after they asked they asked about like what kind of barrel it it, uh it was on or was in it and i said this is the finest chineseium uh barrel (laughs) that you can get (laughs) and uh yeah they're like okay yeah i think i'll take it for that price so i think they're messing with me (laughs) yeah i'm definitely messing with them and like very clearly so uh yeah uh yeah so i sold the fns um i don't really need it since i got that glock and the glocks i'm, I'm loving it it's running uh great um and whatnot and uh i bought a cz cz <laughs> i was waiting for you to correct me there it's only one uh, country CZ in the world pronounces z shadow one uh with some cool grips on there nice oh, grips and you yeah 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 it's uh feels great in the hand <laughs> it's, a C, it's a cz shadow they're 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 all the same um they're they're a heavy gun and uh the trigger's fantastic and uh they're really nice to shoot so i might uh, keep it i might not i don't know i don't it's, know it's the most popular gun in in ipsic yep oh and yeah. for damn good reason yep. yeah great shooting gun nice and heavy and uh yeah well uh, let's see here i got uh I got my LED panel up to 100%, just one of them. <laughs> and then I got a sunburn, and I had to turn it down. <laughs> it's, yeah. And well, to that. What did I have in it last week? 10% or something like that? Yes, and now I've, now I've got that. This is, uh, this is 100% now, and it's, uh, it's, it's got some power to it. <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, you obviously can't see what he just did, uh, but he turned the sun on in his yeah. room. Oh, yeah. This, this is actually sunlight coming through my window, but uh, this is uh, this is quite a bit brighter. It gets a bit hot. It's uh, it's just too much power to put through a panel this size, so uh, I'm gonna have to run it at uh, at lower voltage. But the picture looks fantastic. Look at how nice and exposed that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, if if you're wondering why I'm not putting out very many videos, I'm trying to. <laughs> Trying to tweak these and get them to be usable. He's caught three guns on fire so far. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for the next eclipse in his room. <laughs> yeah, then I can then I can do some shooting. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, I think that's enough talking from me for now. <laughs> How about uh, Trevor? You want to go next? Sure. Let me just get the show notes up here. Oh, I could pull out that Keltec or the what else do I got in there? I didn't have them open. What Keltec? Oh, <laughs> you sub two thousand. I'll, I'll I'll wait till next show for that. I've talked enough. All right. Well, we're we, we're killing time, so do it with a Keltec. Go go fill, fill in with a Keltec. Yeah, go ahead. I'm getting some lag here for some reason. Yeah, at least your video is good. All right, I'm ready. Excellent. Okay, get started. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, what did I do? So I loaded up the last of my 125 grain X metal projectiles. Uh, I don't even think they make this one anymore. And the reason why I ended up with so many was when my initial order of X metal products arrived, cause I'm, I'm a dealer for them. Um, muffin using a Bobcat as a forklift crushed like 4,000 or 5,000, uh, and spilled them all over the box of his half ton. So rather than have them ship me new boxes, I just took those as uh, my first or my um, sponsorship ammo that year. And uh, now that I've gone through them all, I'm uh, switching to their new, they've got two 147 grain projectiles, a 147 grain flat nose, which basically simulates the profile of a um, full metal jacket or a um, jacketed hollow point projectile. 
So if you carry jacketed hollow point ammo, um, which has a flat point on it, um, this would be, you know, a good bullet for you to load for your practice ammo. You could load it to the same length and it was have the same profile. That's not what I went with. However, I went with their round nose because I know that my 1911 Trojan loves round nose stuff at the right length. So I loaded up um, the last of that 125 grain stuff for spring bang spring bang is a annual two-day indoor event at the dartmouth ama range so muffin and i will be heading down there tomorrow after work to um, spend two days shooting indoor ipsic um and after i was done loading those i made it loaded up some test rounds with 147 grain round nose um I loaded it to the same length as my 125. The O drive appears to be the same, so I should have no feeding issues. But what I don't really know is the um, powder charge that I'm going to need for that bullet exactly. I went off of a recipe and then dialed it way back because one, with lead, you use less powder. With X metal projectiles you definitely use less powder because the coating that's on there is, is very um a lot of lubricity if you will and there's no not nearly as hard as a copper jacket not yeah, that's right like when you pick up a, a a handful of these bullets in your hand they're just like it's like trying to hold on to water it's just they flip and slide all uh, out of your hand and in between your fingers and stuff um the coating is very slick so yeah it's not as hard it's very slick as a result there's less friction in the rifling so you can get the same speed with less gunpowder. So I loaded some up, um, and when the 19 feet of snow finally leaves my range, I'll get out and chronograph those and then start loading my summer ammo as soon as possible. I also processed some 223 brass. Brian, you don't remember, but you gave me a box of 223 brass a couple of years ago, um, cardboard box. It was all cleaned. There's a lot of IVI that's annealed, but there's some mixed stuff in there too. There's some American Eagle and some Winchester. And the bulk of it though is um, IVI 556 annealed stuff. So I started to, um, what I'm doing is I lube it and then I run it through the Dillon on the Dillon resizing die. And then I use the Dillon Super Swager to ream up the primer pocket. And then I was trimming it on the Little Crow World's Finest Trimmer. And then because I have the tools and I can't help myself, this is ridiculous. Brian, don't laugh at me. It's not my fault. I'm not well. Uh, I'm uniforming the primer pockets and deburring the flash holes. Because why not? I mean, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't do the flash holes, but I uniform the primer pockets. Okay, cool. Well, I've got the flash hole tool. It takes another half a second, so whatever. Well, yeah, I just have I have the rotary Hornady. No, Lyman, the, the five-stage thing. Gotcha. So I just yeah. kind of dip, 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 dip. dip. Yeah. thing. What's that, Adriel? Ray Lyman. Uh, yeah. Little yeah. center there. Yeah. Five yeah. station. Yeah. Brass prep center. Yeah. And my tools are Lyman as well, but they're the they're the hand tools. So. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. you're you're a lunatic. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but unfortunately, my uh, little crow um, brass trimmer. What it is? It's a it's a body die that you know you adjust. You th you throw it on top of the brass, and it sits on the shoulder of the case and then you drop your end mill cutting bit to the top of the die and you lock it in place with two set screws. Uh, but it's worn out. I've trimmed enough two, two, three brass with it already that the steel end mill is worn out and it's not cutting every case like it's supposed to. So I'm going to get uh, Denise to order me a carbide end mill for Ooh. it. 
and that should hopefully last much, much, much longer, if not forever. How many thousand did you do? Uh, not many. Really disappointing, actually, Adriel. I've I done well over a few thousand with mine. So if you wore it out with less than a thousand, that's odd. Factory I don't reject, uh, factory I, reject maybe. I did. I did not do two thousand. There's just no way. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So last year, the year before, I pulled a whole lot of two two three because the brass was trimmed. What I felt too short, and they weren't all trimmed to the same length. So I pulled all that ammo using the RCBS collar puller and pushed out all the primers, and I'm re. Uh, repurposing all that powder and all those primers and all the brass that was trimmed too short. I gave it to Paul Lombard and I'm starting over with uh, fresh brass and it's going to load the whole thing over again. Completely unnecessary. I could have just fired all that ammo, uh, plinking practice, even in three gun matches and just left it on the ground for somebody else. But I don't know. I had too much time on my hands. Um, I sold or am selling to Paul Lombard, the Remington 597 I got from Jeff a few weeks back. And so he was here for two nights because he was working in town. So we tore it apart to um, just check it over. Um, what did we initially pull it apart for? I can't remember. Um, oh, we were installing swing uh, sling swivel studs because he's getting it set up for maple seed. So he brought his sling over. And it wasn't the sling that he had hoped it would be. I showed him what the maple seed slings look like and what he needs to check for when he's buying his next sling. So when we had the uh, stock removed to install the swivels, uh, I don't know what Jeff um, was using in this thing. I think it was Cosmoline. I swear to God, it looked like the 22 was lubricated with Cosmoline. Thick, gummy, yellow, grotesque stuff. And so we cleaned all that out removed the extractor, the spring, the plunger, the whole thing, cleaned everything. Um, and then we removed the guide rods. I showed him how some of the stoppages occur in a 597 by the guide rods being over tight, over tightened rather. If this gun any had any reliability issues, it is because it was basically full of cosmoline. So we, we essentially degreased it, removed the guide rods, um, polished them in the, uh, using the, you put them in the chuck of the drill press, take some, actually this time, instead of using polishing compound and a um, patch, which is what I do with my own, I actually used the same method I used to polish a lot of the parts in Adriel's 1911. I put them in the chuck of the drill and then I used sandpaper starting at like 600, 800, all the way to 1500 kind of thing. So I made the guide rods um, like glass basically and reinstalled them, made sure not to over tighten the set screws. And uh, I actually also polished the surfaces on the bolt face that the guide rods run on. So, it, you know, uh, I keep saying it's a better design than the 1022 where the 1022 only has one guide rod. This has two guide rods, dual recoil springs. There's a built-in rubber buffer at the back of the receiver with the 1022. You've got to replace that steel pin with a rubber pin to act as a buffer. This all comes you know, right from the factory with the 597. That being said, though, some of them are still hit and miss. I know Snuffleupagus bought one one time, and you couldn't hit anything with it. It was just it was just junk. Remington. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Some of them are hit and miss. So anyway, now that this one's been cleaned up and tuned up a little bit, hopefully it'll be uh, much more gooder. Um, not all his mags are dropping free. So rather than, you know, kind of sand the inside of the gun, I was like, eh, sand the mags that don't drop. And... uh and leave the mags alone that do drop and leave the gun alone. Makes sense. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, Did you then, crack any parts of it? Did you like? Like no, nothing. Hurt. No, it's it's funny, you know. Um, I, I I tend not to do that, unlike a certain captain that we know. Everything okay. everything came out unscathed. Yeah, no. so. yeah. It's it's almost like you're better at doing this stuff than a certain captain. Perhaps. <laughs> um, but that's no. That was a one-off. He's he's typically better at those things than I am. So, um, credit where credit is due. And then the other thing, um, I did was uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not before, but. My uh, AR-15 kitty cat built here. So for the listeners who don't know what a kitty cat is, DPMS came out with uh, basically a PDW, which is a personal defense weapon, way back, like way back, 70s maybe. Um, So what it is, it's an AR-15 with an A2-style carry handle upper, an A2 front sight, 7.5-inch barrel, plain handguard, uh, A2 A2 grip, and just a carbine regular uh, buttstock. So I built this thing up, and the flash hider would not index at all. Um, crush, walker, crush washer and be darned. There was no lining it up. So typically the threads, threaded portion of an air barrel, Brian, is how long? I don't know. Okay. As long as it is. <laughs> it's that long. I, 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 I just shoot them. I don't, okay. I don't, just, right. I don't okay, build them. Down. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you with that question. <laughs> I didn't. You're triggered. Go eat a, ve- a vegan burger and you'll be okay. Oh, hey now, easy. <laughs> hey, hey. vegans are are not good in the news right now. They're 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 getting a bad rap. So yeah, as well they should because they're not humans as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so anyway, um, the threaded portion of this barrel was way too long, so we we grinded her down. We <laughs> we started off. We we're just gonna cut a new crown, and it's like he's like, no, you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna be way too long taking material off. It turns out that the $150 barrel wasn't really that good a quality. Um, real soft. We put it on. Uh, I was going at it with a file for a while, like a big bastard file. And I can say that because that's what it's called. <laughs> Accurate. And, um, anyway, in the end, we put it on the sanding wheel. And then uh, we took the, uh, he's got a kit for cutting target crowns. So in the end, we put a target crown on, got the flash hider put on there. So really, all I had to say was I put a flash hider on my kitty cat. Oh man, I need to. How close are you to having that functioning? It's done. This is it. We're ready to okay. go. It just needs have bullets and we'll travel. She's ready to go. I'm so you right. mentioned that DPMS put those out. That's real close to like what a Colt Commando would have been, right? Yeah, same idea. Yep. Yeah. Back when uh, special forces were were trying to get into short uh, PDW type ARs for special uh, missions and stuff. Yeah. Commando yeah. ops. So yes. yeah, um, she's ready to go, Brian. I'm just I can't wait to get it out to the range. Um, Filthy's excited because he's got a he's got the exact opposite end of the spectrum of my PDW. He's got the everything is state of the art on his and ambi controls, and he's got that crazy little compact. Yes. Yeah. yeah, NEA came out with it. Now everybody's copying. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if NEA was the first one out with that, but anyway. Oh my bad. I thought they did that. Yeah, I think there was some place in the states that had it. But anyway, I could be wrong about that. I. I'm just speculating. Sure, whatever. Tomato, yeah. tomato, like, like like vegans do. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's how we roll. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll, that's what will be that'll be my new handle, Brian the Vegan. That's yeah. awesome. No, yeah. um, and I bought a gun. So wow, okay, all right. Uh, I bought two guns so from Adriel in two weeks. 
Is that what we did? So um, I bought a revolver, traded it for a CZ-75 Omega B. And then I bought a Drills um, FN, FNS 9mm long slide because I sold mine a muffin and I always regretted it. So uh, now that Adriel's in love with his Glock 54, I knew he didn't need or want that FN. So I've got both my FNs back again, the long and the short. And now this is something Mine's better I'm... too. Yeah, of course it is. Why is yours better? Muffin has my old one. What are you talking about? No, mine's better because it's it's got more uh, rounds through it. Uh, I don't know. Mine had a lot of rounds. Plus, I the, polished uh, everything. Oh, the the loading port on mine though, like the the magazine loading port, is a little bit chewed up. Oh no, really? Is it all beat up? Well, it's got some wear to it. Okay, but you didn't like Dremel it or anything. No, 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 no. Just oh, from okay. use. All right, cool. It's worn oh. in, yeah. broken in. Yeah, that's it. Well loved. But mine had uh, worn tactical Dave Savigny sights on it. Yours has probably just got the standard three dots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so i got to find some more. Dawson makes one for that gun, too. So I might just go with the Dawson this time and keep the factory rear sight. Um, yeah. Have you shot your Nork 1911 9mm? Not since finishing it, no. I've got a, I kept all of your barrel links to see which one's going to make it run because that was the problem with it initially. Mm-hmm. So I have it with me. I don't think I'm stupid enough to try it in the match this weekend. But um, Take I, it with and, and uh, try it out. Uh, the match is so busy. It's back-to-back squads mm-hmm. for two days. I don't think I'll have any time to like... Just just run some rounds off when you're on deck. It's, it's fine. <laughs> for this stage, I'm shooting this gun. Okay, guys? <laughs> not zero, nothing. Might not. No, no, move. just just while you're on deck waiting. I just, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh that'll just, work out well. I'm just going to function test my gun while you guys <laughs> tape and patch. Yeah, load and make ready. Part of my making ready is I need to see if this will work. <laughs> Let me ring this steel over there. One Look, second. This is not This is not Alberta Ola 3 gun. We have rules, damn it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So maybe, uh, all right. Well, fine. If you want to be like that, but whatever. Yeah, I'm all rulesy. You are, which is odd because generally you're so cantankerous. Right. But about but, some stuff, man, it's listen, this is it. Strange like that. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm pretty much a rule follower, except when it comes to shooting matches, because that's when I get angry. It's like, <laughs> rules? No, let's just do it this way. Oh, no, we're no, fine. No, we can no, do it this way. Listen, there's, there's no, there's principles of. Never mind. Never mind. No, 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 don't, don't don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't want rules. It's just that I don't care if the rules are approved by people in three countries over. I just want to run by rules. It's fine as long as we're all running by the same rules today. We're good. Right. Okay. But next week, when you go to the next club, do you want to be running by the same rules as the weekend before? So there's consistency. No, because I'm capable of reading and <laughs> comprehending. <laughs> I'll read them while driving on the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay. That's the... <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, hey, now. Something else I did, and this was thanks to the guys who um, have to do with Prairie Fire. I went on to, so I withdrew from Prairie Fire because um, the, the, mat, the, the class is a go. Uh, Matthew's flight is booked. We're going. Oh, we still don't know what range we're going to be on, but we're going. We might have to do it <laughs> in the parking lot at the pub. Who knows? But anyway. <laughs> Um, shortest shortest class in, in history. Adriel, is there an an RCMP detachment nearby? Because maybe we can just do it, just do it there. It'll yeah. Be fine. Yeah, downtown yeah. Edmonton. It'll be fine. It'll blend <laughs> in. There's already, yeah, there's, already, there's already shots being fired down there. Ours will be accurate. So, um, practice score. Now, practice score is an amazing app for scoring matches, but it's become so much more than that. 
um, we used to keep score on paper in all kinds of different matches. Now it's a, it's a, there's an app for that. So it's a, it's a scoring app. And when matches are done, the scores are calculated instantaneously. The scores are then uploaded to the internet for all to see. The next thing they did was, or one of the other features of practice scores, now you can actually register for your match online. And then the match director, which I haven't figured this part out yet, can then download all of that match information into their scoring tablets and give them to the squads. Well, you guys don't do that? We just started. Ah. I've just learned, thanks to uh, one of the listeners, uh, I went onto the Prairie Fire Facebook page. I'm like, I need a tutorial. And uh, I think it was Brent. He stepped, I don't have my Facebook open in front of me, but he stepped up and he's like, do this, this, and this. And next thing you know, the third annual Ronnie DeGroote Memorial Steel Challenge match is now open for registration on Practice Score. Uh, <laughs> there was a bit of a screw up at first where I had checked off the box where they could pay online. So people were like, like putting their credit card on practice score website to pay for the match. I'm like, dude, I don't know where your credit card went. I, I don't have your money. So did you put a, did you put a credit card field in there? Um, you can select for people to pay online and ask you for your credit card number. I don't know who processed. Yeah. That's supposed to connect with, you have to make a Stripe account for that. Well, exactly. Which we didn't do. So anyway, it didn't go anywhere. Nobody's card got billed or anything, but I, I went back in and on my end of the settings and shut that off. So anyway, that's uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. We, um, uh, the last three gun match, we did that. We had the registration online online first and then the, uh, um, game day, you download the list of registrants, registrants to your master tablet Yep. You do your all your edits on the master tablet, and then once registration is done in the morning, you sync them up, and away you go. Yeah, that's going to be my plan. Yeah, the Rimfire Precision Series is using it, too. It's pretty slick. You can squad yourself ahead of the match. They send out information via the links on practice score. It's it's pretty, it's, it's pretty slick system, really. I like it. It's changed the sport. It's made match directors' lives who want to learn how to use it so much easier. Uh, yeah it makes everyone's life easier it's it's the it's the way of the now it's not the way of the future it's the way of now yeah fair like most technologies it's now yeah it is now okay cool uh my turn finally yeah okay i didn't do very much um i got my 1022 zeroed with my Ely force ammo ahead of the precision rimfire match this weekend um I did confirm what because my the optic I have doesn't have a zero stop. I've had to verify what my where my zero is relative to the bottom of the scope. So if I get lost, I can find it again. So um, I did that little bit of trying to save myself from disaster at the match. We'll see how that works. And I still have enough elevation to at least get me to two seventy five on the dial. So that's a positive. Except we got the matchbook and ranges are going to go to maybe 350 this weekend. So I'll have to do some holding in. Yeah, we'll see. I also did my drop charts all the way out to 300 and now I have to go and update that too. Cause yeah, that'll be important to know the, the drop between 300 and 350 will be huge. One of the, I'm so used to shooting at an AR 15 and five, five, six and what those drops are 22 is like ridiculous. It's like, it's like throwing a pumpkin. Like it's, it's crazy. So yeah, like I've actually done my, my drop chart to like 10 meter increments. Cause there's that much change in each 10 meters that I don't want to try and guesstimate. So, um, 
Well, anyway, we'll see how it goes. Should be fun. It'll be my second match of the season and probably the last one that's actually going to happen in Ontario. However, uh, we know who's running it. It's Rick from Maple Seed. And last year they were going to do four Maple Seeds and they did 25, 30 ish last year. So he's pretty wound up about this. He's pretty excited about it. So there may be an opportunity to shoot it again in the fall. Um, and by then, I hope to have a different optic and have an actual sloped rail on it. Right now, I just have a flat rail, so that's really limiting my elevation. So I will be picking up a 20 MOA rail at the match. Won't have time to set it up and use it, but at least I'll have it for, for future. So so from now on, my maple, sleed, my maple seed rifle will be set up to shoot some really long distance. And then I'll use that for maple seed at 25. So, And that's pretty much all I did in the last week. I'm... I got, I got a couple else. extra things. Go ahead. Jump on it, Adriel. Yeah, this is not a kill oh, yeah. tech, but uh, this is a um, Ruger 7744 and oh Magnum. Nice. So it looks like a bolt action hunting gun. It is a bolt action hunting gun, but for just gun like that, close in. But it's a gun that nobody asked for. Who in God's name would ever want a 44 Magnum lever action rifle? A lever. Bolt, uh, bolt sorry, bolt eye lever. Yes, bolt action. No, bolt see, action. lever came to lever. It was a Freudian slip. A genuine Freudian slip. It's the lever. Look, sure. it takes rotary mags. <laughs> they put forty-four magnum in a rotary. <laughs> Why? Okay, so I think the application for this is you shoot a lot of forty-four magnum, and you maybe you're an American and you hunt deer with your forty-four magnum pistol, and you want to shoot <clears> them at. 100 meters because this will do it i get i get the 44 magnum ruger that looks like a 1022 yeah that's the actually camp, a two the, camp, the, the camp carbine is that what that no, one is no nope. camp carbine something else but oh, okay no this is mag fed bolt action so it's very lightweight like super lightweight um un, under six pounds i think oh yeah uh so not a lot to it not a lot of kick uh very short action on it um, so maybe as like a youth or, uh, or de- like low recoil close in uh hunting rifle, maybe. Cause like you, you can, um, I was looking at some, uh, some different load data online with a, a long barrel on a 44 Magnum. You can get these things up to right around 1800 FPS. So you can get a oh, 240 yeah. grain bullet, like really zipping, really zipping 1800 fps is not zipping for a rifle <laughs> no. but no, no. uh you can get you can send the slugs out pretty quick and yeah. uh like in, in a lot of ways the 1700 is called and they want the rifle back but <laughs> <laughs> this time put it in a bolt <laughs> rather than a lever yeah now, I, you know i don't mind it yeah <laughs> i i've heard that the accuracy isn't very good in these so that's something that i'm curious about because um well it's not I mean, it's it the the lugs on the bolt are towards the middle. They uh, oh really? Yeah, they lock up not at the uh, not at the front there, but they lock up kind of closer to the Ooh. to the rear here on the receiver. Because um, you don't you don't need a front locking lug for a forty four magnum, so they went with less. Yeah, but why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just go with the better system? I'm not really sure. I mean, Savage did that on their B-Mag too. They put the lugs at the back. I'm just not sure why. It must be cheaper. If you're making mistakes, make all of them. Oh, that's true. They're being complete. Okay, that's uh, I, can, I can almost accept that. 
Right. Now we're, we're for sure going to get Ruger 7744 uh, lovers out there to email in some hate mail. But, well, you uh, know what? And maybe some, some people have had some <laughs> luck with making them shoot decently. I don't know. Yeah, not sure. And then uh, this, um, people have seen these before. There's a KSG. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a, a regular KSG? Is a little something going on in the barrel there? What's going on? Yeah, a little something. That's a SMT tactical uh, like extension. Let's you uh, get the uh, Remington chokes on there. Oh, it also allows uh, you to not blow your hand all apart when the cheap Kytel Zytel plastic breaks uh, yeah. when you pump it. Gives you a couple of extra inches of little safety room if you you know go off of uh, off kilter there. But uh, yeah, Kiltec KSG is that yours? Uh, borrowed for review. So I'm gonna yeah. The chokes are really the bigger advantage to anything there. It's there just should not be shotguns with out removable chokes. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Because yep. yeah. it's it's so, now because it's 2018. Because it's 2018, it's 2018 yeah, and true. chokes are awesome. And uh, yeah, we need chokes these days. Yeah, like a cylinder bore. Uh, I mean, really, I mean, the, the, the Mossberg 590A1 comes cylinder bore, or at least did. I don't know if the new ones are, are you know, uh, choked or not. But uh, for one of the first things I did was send that barrel back to Ontario with Jay Hines to Casey at Tactical Ordnance and had it threaded for yeah. jokes. Make well, this useful. Yeah. Well, yeah. A Mossberg right now has a bunch of different versions. They'll have choke tubes in shotguns that have uh, ghost ring sights, but they will not put choke tubes in rifles with beats. I don't understand. Or shotguns mm. with beats. I don't Mine know why. Ghost ring. What's that? Mine came ghost ring. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I would prefer a beat. That's just me too. Me. Well, actually, yeah. mine has a ramp uh, front and post and a ring in the back why i hate those crappy iron sights they're putting on shotguns the crappy little ramp that's super skinny on the back oh. and the and the front blade it's like what's the oh, slow down just put a bead on the stupid hold thing on. yeah yeah it's not beat a it. rifle just beat hold it hold beat on. it baby beat uh, it look am i insulting a shotgun on your wall yes you are that, yeah doesn't look do that for me yeah it's, it's got the it's got the blaze orange on the back yeah see it's 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 a dovetail. You can drift it. There's nothing cheap about that front sight setup. And, and then on the back, you've got the uh, as as the as slick as they are. Now, what what one of the things I love the Magpul uh, furniture. It's awesome. I got it on all three of my pumps. The uh, the the sling attachment. Is yes, that which one? Reversi- yeah, is that reversible? Uh, yes, sir. It is. Okay, good. Because I completely I picked one left up. and right. I picked one up the other day that was set up like that. And I'm like, wow, this is not lefty friendly at yeah, all. No, it totally the gets in the way. The cut on the stock on this side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 180. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's, it's interesting because you can't even then use it off in your off shoulder. Just not comfortably, but I guess oh. really, if you're going to shoot off shoulder, you're not going to do it very often. And then I got that one up front here. Yeah. And I use a three point or, a, 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 what's a, a single point that goes to two point. A convertible, the, yeah, the Magpul MS2. Use a, tr- a tranny, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. no, I don't use no. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Magpul MS2 and MS4s are excellent, yeah. I really like yeah. that convertibility no, of it two tran- points. It, tran- it transforms from a single to a two point. That's what I meant, Trevor. But it's- yeah, I got you, I got you. The early gen MS2s, Adriel, the um, material was very slick, and I had them come apart on me in training yeah. classes. So once you huh. adjust them, tape them, hmm. yes, yeah, they. 
Yes. I this I remember some of the early Magpul ones were not the most awesome ever. No, great design, but the material they chose was poor. And it yes. just didn't have enough bite to to not come apart on you. Yeah. So all right, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Kelly is still with her llama in Arkansas. So that's cool. She doesn't have anything to say. So we should go on to upcoming events. Hey, Adriel, do you want to talk about three gun stuff at all? You bet I do. All right. Okay. okay guns. <laughs> Was that too enthusiastic? Is it going to be a while? Cause you know, I could, I could step away. <laughs> Calm down. No, won't be a while. I'll just do like the next upcoming ones here. All right. April 7th, North, uh, Northwest three gun. That'll be at the Smithers rod and gun club. Uh, PFI Smithers. Canada. Smithers. Excellent. Smithers. Yes. Uh, PFI Canada will be running the Vancouver Island Three Gun Nation shoot on April 7th. Chaz will be running a shoot on April 21st and it is like sold out, wait list out the yin yang um, all on practice score. Uh, Mighty Peace Three Gun April 21st at the Wapiti Shooters Club and that's probably good for now. That's like three weeks out. So you've got lots of people going to these outdoor matches in April in the longest winter ever, right? In March when it was cold and yeah. Yeah. I'm like, honestly, if I hadn't already signed up for this match on the weekend with, with the rimfire stuff, I would not be going. Cause I'm just, I'm at the point now I'm bitter about winter and I don't want Trevor at least is going to shoot indoors this weekend. He's smart. I, uh, I'm smart. So SMRT baby. I'll yeah. probably shoot outdoor on Sunday here. And it's still cold out here. <laughs> Brian, I'm doing my first ever black badge in the month of April, the weekend of April 20th. I don't know how that's going to go. It's in New Ooh. Brunswick in April. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Outdoors? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? Because winter is still here until June. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you've got a serious issue with, like, are you going to have a space cleared to be able to actually find the bottom of the backstop to shoot into or what? Well, it's not on my range. It'll, oh, okay. it'll be in Woodstock, but still. The magazines just disappear into the snow. <laughs> you drop them oh, <laughs> find them in find them in October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Um, Trevor, do you want to talk about the Ronnie DeGroot? Yes. Um, so as I mentioned, the third annual Ronnie DeGroot Memorial Steel Challenge is now um, registration is now open on practice score. So the uh, date is June 2nd. It'll be at the Rescue Gun Club. We're using USPSA steel challenge rules and stages. All eight of the stages, thanks to X-Mental Targets, we bought a full set of X-Mental Targets steel challenge targets. Registration is 20 bucks. Um, the cost is 20 bucks. Registration will take place at 10 o'clock. Uh, for more information, you can email us at the Rescuish Gun Club at gmail.com. Um, Are you taking EMTs for payment up front? No, man. Just give me cash at the door. Screw that noise. Oh, you should. You're going to have a whole bunch of people register and not show up, and you have to delete them out of your practice score tablet. Um, maybe. Yeah, there's something to be said for acting, asking for a commitment. Unless you get into a pain of, I've got to cancel. Can I get my money back? Yeah, well, well uh, you, can, you allow that up until whatever a week. Before. Yeah, and we do that. And we do that with SummerSlam, of course, right? SummerSlam, yeah. you're not registered until you're paid. The um, Ronnie DeGroote Steel Challenge is getting bigger every 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 year. There are people that um, 
like to shoot action shooting but aren't in IPSC or don't want to join IPSC or whatever, but they really love Steel Challenge because there's not a pile of mag changes. There's not a pile of movement. There's only one stage that involves movement. And frankly, I think Steel Challenge is the easiest and simplest way to get into action shooting with a pistol. I agree. This, yep. this year, we're offering both 22 rifle and 22 pistol, both iron and open. So if you've got a 1022 with iron sights, you'll be in rimfire rifle iron sights. If you've got a semi-automatic 22 with an optic on it, you'll be in rimfire rifle uh, open and the same for your pistol. Now, if you're shooting a 22 pistol, holsters, man, a holster is um, not required. You can carry your pistol from stage to stage in a case and when you're, it's your turn, you'll come up and uh, open the pistol case up on a barrel, load and make ready, place the pistol on the barrel and on the beat, pick the pistol up, shoot the targets, reload, put it back down, start all over. You do what's cool about steel challenges. There are five targets and you shoot the stage five times and we drop your worst time. So every stage is 25 rounds and there are eight stages. So it's 200 rounds and you should probably bring, bring uh, you know, double if you're uh, new. In the years before, we've uh, added extra things like uh, a plate rack stage, a Texas star stage. I dropped those this year in favor of going with just the legit eight sanctioned stages or official stages, I should say. And um, when the match itself is done, then we will run two man versus man competitions. And that's the dueling tree and the plate rack. So with the plate rack, it's um, you get a plate rack and I get a plate rack. And then we each have a popper. So on the beep, you have to shoot the five plates and the popper. And somewhere along the way, perform a mandatory mag change. So most people draw, shoot their plates, do a mag change, and then shoot the popper. And the poppers are set up with tabs welded to them. So we know which which popper fell first. So we know who the winner is. And then the plate right or the dueling tree is, well, the first guy to knock all the plates over to the other guy's side wins. So separate awards for those. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I cannot attend this year. I went last year and I had a blast. Yeah. And even though, you know, we were, we're, we're doing all eight of the stages from steel challenge and we're following steel challenge rules. The emphasis of this event is to remember Ronnie. Uh, A lot of people are coming who never met Ronnie, didn't know Ronnie, but for those of us at the rescue gun club who knew Ronnie and, uh, loved and admired him, um, this day is a way for us to remember him because the match takes place on the anniversary of his memorial service. Both him and his wife died tragically in a motorcycle accident. Um, it was a rough weekend. Muffin and I were on our way to teach a black badge class and we got a call and like on our way to teach the black badge class. And like Ronnie had just died and we got the call and we actually had to detour around his accident scene. And it was like, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Move on. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, are we going to talk about the charity shoot? No, we talk about that every week. We're good. Still yeah, on. People. People should come. Yes. All and right. people should send money because um, if you can't make it, you can still donate and help uh, hungry yes. children eat breakfast. So if you'd like to send an EMT, um, you can do so by sending it to slamfireradio at gmail.com and you will get all kinds of shout outs and praise for feeding children. Excellent. Yep. That is uh, that's positive. All right, cool. Let's jump into the news. 
we have an item here, not really gun related. Well, it's kind of gun related. It kind of is. Kinda. I haven't seen. I haven't seen exactly. Every, have you guys looked into this? Um, we looked at it a little bit this morning. Myself and the lady I work with. Um, I saw Tracy's video, and then Tracy had uh, contacted a gentleman. I don't know his name, but I started watching his video this morning. Um, this is, this is quite a thing. So, okay. But we should tell the listeners what we're talking about. Cause I didn't yet. I, I interrupted okay. myself. So right. this is uh bill th- impressive and in interrupting myself. Eh? Uh, bill <laughs> C 75, uh, got tabled just before the Easter weekend. Thursday but, afternoon. Yeah. When no one was paying attention, slide it in there. Gone for the weekend. Yes. And it is essentially reducing penalties on criminals. Um, and giving extra love and care to certain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well said. Well said. <laughs> if you're part of a certain group and you commit a crime, we're going to go easy on you. Um, if you are just committing crimes in general, like smuggling guns across the border, uh, we can reduce that penalty. If you uh, choke someone, um, yeah, we can reduce that penalty too, I guess. If you're... Um, oh, if you kill a baby, you get less time for that now because we were too hard on baby killers. Just so, give them a but, fine. Just give yeah, them a fine. Move yeah. The system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's, yeah. A lot of it is, is moving a lot of crime uh, to rather than a, a jail penalty to a, a fine of some kind. And federal time, the provincial time. Like some of the things yeah. are just ridiculous. So there is, uh, there's also some stuff on, um, like having to pay back victims was being reduced because it could put an undue hardship on the criminal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, right. Really? Huh. Oh, and juries, jury selection is going to be taken out of the hands of the prosecutor and the defense. So it used to be like, okay, Brian's the prosecutor and I'm the defense attorney. And he and I are going to fight over who we want on the jury until we both feel that this is a jury of the with. defendant's peers. Well, now that's that that power is being reduced as well. And there's something about that that I think people seem to forget. Like the the case where uh, Dave Young was on a little while ago, the um, the guy out west who ended up shooting the uh, the guy in the face with the toe carafe. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Stanley. Stanley. So the Stanley case. So the Stanley case received a lot of criticism because there were no First Nations on the jury. He's not First Nations. So if you're going to be um, judged by a jury of your peers and you're not First Nations, should there be First Nations? Well, they want First they, Nations. They eliminated a lot of First Nations out of the jury selection process because they said they were going to, like, string them up. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. But, you know, but, like, it, it, so, but what people seem to forget is the jury is supposed to be a jury of the defendant's peers, not a jury of the victim's peers. Ah. Uh, if the I don't, I don't, like, was, that's that's not the right like we we shouldn't be at a point where um we base it on the defendant we should be on a, at a point where we base it on their community on their area like that's, their peers? that's the intent that's, right that's the yeah, intent that's yeah so but see the thing was it wasn't the defense that was picking the jury and it wasn't the prosecutors picking the jury they each had a chance to veto Yes. They, they, they want, you know, it was a balancing act between those two. So it's to say that jury selection wasn't fair is not correct because both sides uh, who were involved in, in the in the case had an opportunity to yeah. be part of the process. Well, yeah. And what, what this is going to lead to is juries being selected based on their uh, gender and racial makeup. 
rather than merits. Okay, here's the thing. Why do people serve on the jury? Because uh, they can't get out of it. Yeah, they didn't have and a good they, enough excuse to get out. <laughs> okay, and what happens? So what happens if you don't if if you're selected and you don't go? Uh, oh, don't you get arrested? You have you have to go if you're. What do you mean you have to go? What happens if I don't go, Joe? I don't know. Well, yeah, you do. No, think about it for a second. Everything that the government imposes on us is backed up with the threat of violence. Eventually, they will come to your home and take you away. And if you say no, I'm not going, they will take you by force if they have you. If they have to, even paying your taxes. What happens if you don't pay your taxes? Fine, fine, fine. Then you get called hauled into court. If you don't show up to court, they come get you. They arrest you. Everything the government imposes on us is backed up with the threat of violence, right? Fair enough. Okay. So don't cry. Don't give me that crap about I'm doing my civic duty. You're not doing your civic duty. You're going to show up for jury duty because if you don't, they will come take you away eventually. Now, I mean, we're not Cuba and we're not Russia. They don't come for us as quickly as they do in those countries, but eventually they do come for us. And everything the government does is backed up with the threat of violence. You do it or eventually this is what's going to happen. Why don't they do what the Romans used to do? The Romans invented democracy. Like everybody who wants to be on a jury should, when it comes time to, to, for the taxation is theft part of our, of our system where every year they, we have to pay our taxes. Well, when you file your income tax, you should check off a little box that says, yes, I'd like to be in the jury pool. And then those people are actually going to do a better job because a, they want to be there. They're not, you know, they're not being forced to do it. But but in all of Canada, you're going to have six people say that. Well, maybe, maybe no. And they're they're not going to be the people you want on the jury. <laughs> no, no, no. These, these are going to be the think, people who sit home and watch Judge Judy. And, you and think the her. people the people that are that are showing up because they're forced are the people we want on the jury? Uh, some of them. Some of them, yes. It depends. Some of them, yes. some of them no what, too. What I'd what's all? I I I was tagged for jury duty and you know it's all very official and you have to go and much like you, like you say Trevor there's there's all kinds of implied threats of force if I don't go and then and if I you know I have to fill in this um this uh paperwork and s- send it in and when I got excused they sent me they called me yeah we've we've solved this it's not going to court you don't need to come no paperwork to say that I don't have to come. Yeah, exactly. Nothing that I can ever give to a judge to say, no, I was told I didn't have to come. That's why I didn't show up. Like, you know, so the government always wants you to jump through hoops in a timely fashion, but they don't do the same for you. If, if you owe them a penalty, you have to pay it in 30 days. If they uh, underpaid you, they'll pay you when they get around to it. Yes. You have yes. to get written documents to get out of jury duty. But when they tell you you're out of jury duty, it's a phone call. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Thanks. It was a good phone call, to be fair. I, but, I but still, could you just call with a phone call? Could you, you know, deal with a phone call? No. 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 Anyway. Cool. Wow. This Have week in drink, libertarianism, Trevor. stark libertarianism, <laughs> brought to you by Trevor Furlong. Taxation <laughs> <laughs> is theft. That was a, a slow, gentle push on the go button. He just held his finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here we go. All righty. Anyway, Bill C-75 sucks. Yes. I, I haven't it's seen. It's kind of a slap in the face. So C-71 came out. Nothing about crimes or gangs. All about just making it a pain in the butt for us. And then this one comes out and it's like, by the way, we're going to make everything a pain in the butt for you legal gun owners, but for everyone who's breaking the law, less. <laughs> less. I haven't that's, seen that's, the, that's it. 
I haven't seen yeah. the part where it says that you're you're going to get less of a charge for firearms offenses. That's been a big yeah. thing. The, one of them, one of them in particular, Brian, is smuggling firearms across the border. Oh, uh, being in possession of prohibited devices. Oh, see, yeah, I didn't penalties on all those. Is this because our jails are too full? Because if you want the jails to be yeah. full, find a better way to improve social programs and education and employment to keep people out of jail in the first place. Don't make their time there shorter. Well, this is and, another uh, symptom uh, change, of change the laws on uh, on some of the moral crimes, right? So, like, do we really need uh, uh, drugs to be illegal? Not really. We lost that war. Do we really need yeah. prostitution to be illegal? Not really. We lost that okay, war. What about the legalize all of it, tax it all, and don't make people like don't put people in jail for that stuff. Make okay, money. What about marrying? What about marrying children? Under the Harper government, they raised the age of consent from fourteen to sixteen, and um, now. If you marry someone under 16, which I don't know how you would get away with because it's against the law. I don't know who's going to sign the marriage license, but apparently there's still a law in the books about how old someone has to be to get married. So maybe they falsify the documents, let's say. And then after the marriage, we find out that the the child bride is 14 and not 16. Um, they're giving you less time in jail for that now. Makes no sense. Why would we up the age of consent from 14 to 16 and then give them less time for marrying and raping children? I don't know how often this comes up, so what 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 gets me what gets me is it it seems like Bill Bill C seventy one is about making um, gun owners more likely to be a criminal, make it more difficult to Mm -hmm. be law abiding, and then they're turning around and reducing sentences. So is it that they want to uh, incarcerate people that they don't think will vote for them, and (laughs) unincarcerate people that they do think will vote for them? Right. Because there is a certain, you know, shift that we gun owners tend to be on the majority leaning in a more conservative way, less liberal in a in a voting sense. Not always, but, you know, in that conservative conservative and libertarian. There's there's a a firm, a very firm uh, uh, group of uh, of gun owners who are conservative libertarian. And like there there are some liberal gun owners, just not like not nearly as many. The ratio is way off from from a math standpoint. They are pretty pretty rare we know some we, we like them they're fine I'm, we're not saying they don't exist but it's yeah it is it is a bit of a rare bird okay cool um now that we're all happy and excited about that one let's talk about environment canada do we just want to throw that one right to the main topic Okay, yeah, we'll skip that. Okay, okay. we'll we'll go deal with it. You're right. That's a, that's a good one. Um. Oh, are we going to really talk about the lady in, who it went and shot up YouTube? Because so the only reason why I'd want to bring it up is it's kind of getting sure buried right now. Yes. Yes. I, I think I see an Adam's apple. It doesn't matter. It okay, doesn't matter. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, mental health problems. Big time. Mental health yeah. problems, and everyone um can very clearly see it. Um, where they don't see it uh, often otherwise, um, you know, they don't see that, Hey, you know, that, um, that guy in Florida, the mental health problems, uh, the cops were alerted. They didn't do anything. They had the, the information. I know less. Um, yeah. and, uh, same thing happened here. The, the, the dad called the cops and says, Hey, I'm worried about my daughter. I think she's like made violent threats towards YouTube. You should probably check up on her. And, uh, you know, they didn't. They're like, no, don't see anything wrong here. And she goes and shoots up YouTube. Oh, did, did they did check up on her? Because yes. I, I, I wasn't sure on the timeline. If like they called like on a Thursday and the shooting happened on a Monday and they just they couldn't find her. Okay, I, that's 
that's good information to, to know. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure on the exact timeline in terms of, but they did check up on her. They found her sleeping in a car and they're like, well, oh, this seems normal. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Jeez. so yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, like, I maybe what, I've got a theory. Take, take guns out of the, out of the equation for a second here. Someone is, uh, there's a threat that someone is going to bomb YouTube and it's this person and the cops are just like, eh, you know, we checked up and she was just having a nice little nap in her car. And that's like, no, no threat here. They wouldn't like dig into that a little bit deeper. I don't know. All you had to do is watch her videos. So she was crazy. Yes. Yeah. And put her under surveillance or something. She made a threat. Her videos prove that don't she's local. Need the, they don't need the surveillance. People are volunteering up the information. If they volunteer up yeah, the information, you don't do anything guilty. about it. I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty. You can't. You can't go lock everybody up because somebody says they they could potentially do something. Hmm. That's, That's true. Where, and yeah. this is where and this is where threat assessment training comes in so you can at least determine what is a credible threat and what isn't so that mm-hmm. you are not ignoring the bad stuff and you are paying attention to the actual threats like there's a whole science to determining whether or not a threat is a viable threat because if somebody says i'm going to kill everybody oh we better lock them up that's a lot different from saying i'm going to kill mr frillot after third period with my grandfather's shotgun that he keeps in his bedroom on monday the 12th yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh well once that's you get the date then for sure yeah that's you know you that's... got a weapon you got a time you got a location you got a victim yeah. hello right yep if, and and um even if even if she said i'm going to shoot up youtube well youtube is not a person youtube is a place it's a company it's a lot of things but you, yeah. when, it, when, when the when the notices come from your family who has like a vested interest in not seeing you in jail, you right. have to take those. Like, that is also, Adriel, that's critical to determining if a threat is viable or not. Who is making the complaint or the concern? Yeah. Yeah. When it's your dad, <laughs> your dad doesn't want you in jail, much less, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, no, they dropped the uh, ball again. I mean, yeah. The, the FBI can't win. First, they're blowing up Ruby Ridge and Waco, Texas, and the Branch Davidians, and now they're ignoring everything. For they go, they go too far one way, and then not far enough the other way. Well, I think they're busy investigating um, foreign interests uh, messing with elections. Mm, yeah, uh, and I, and and how pure the honey coming out of China is. Maybe that's actually yeah. a thing. Never mind. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Tinfoil okay. hat moment. All right. Let's get. <laughs> All right. Anyway, luckily, um, now in the in the attack, there wasn't anybody killed except the attacker. Is that correct? Yeah. Someone was seriously wounded, but uh, it was moved from critical to serious. So I guess they're. Who got her? Uh, she, she did. Yeah. She oh, she did herself. herself. Yeah. 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 And this was all because she was enraged at YouTube for demonetizing her videos. Did yeah. I mean, all these, all these gun people. Yeah. All those all these gun people just moved to Pornhub. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. well, that's too bad. I guess we'll go to the porn website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Violent liberals are violent. We know that. Well, uh, some liberals. Well, some. I mean, like some. This, this, yeah. This is uh, uh, again an anomaly. Uh, uh, normally, this is you do not see vegan females shooting up places, but um, <laughs> you know, really, yeah. I, I, I guess it, it's to say that you know, um, could be anyone, and it's important to watch people around you, like. I don't know. Is it the is states, it about, the states okay. doesn't have anything like Canada where you can call into the RCMP and make a like 
something's like something weird's happening. You got to watch this person and they'll take it seriously. Cause well, it seems like, I mean, they do, it's well, called the FBI, but the FBI has been dropping the ball. Yeah. yeah. Not doing anything with it. Now they, they also have a, a population issue because there's 10 times yes. them than us. Literally. I don't know what the, uh, the ratio of police to uh, population is in Canada versus the U S I'm, I'm almost guessing we have more police per capita. Cool. Than not US. in this region. I, I don't know. I could be, hmm. and I'm, I'm really just guessing at that. I, Maybe somebody, some, I'm sure some listener can write in with that stat because we have smart listeners who know that stuff. Yeah, make that happen. Anyway, and it isn't, isn't it interesting that vegans often claim that meat is murder and yet this person <laughs> is willing to go commit murder, actual murder. Try to. Try Attempted. to. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. got, uh, we got 69,000 police officers. Okay. I I said a listener, not one of the hosts. But okay, Adriel, dig in. All right, let's get into new gun stuff because we've we've been we need to bring up the mood a little bit. New gun stuff is cool. So there are seven hundred and sixty-five thousand sworn personnel in the U.S. It's about the same. Ten. That's about ten times. They have about ten times their population. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Great. Thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) New gun stuff. See where I'm going? Try it. Third, third time's a term, right? Blackleaf no. Industries uh, is has released a new gun, the BL9. It's a restricted, so short-barreled PCC. Adriel, yeah. can you tell us about this? Because it looks kind of cool. I, I can't tell you much. There's a, They just put it on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to be meeting with these guys at some point and giving their shotgun a, a little test run, so... I'll, uh, I will report back with much more information, but it's okay. uh, it's out. Uh, it's restricted, um, so it's a it's a short barrel, and uh, yeah, like much of this stuff out there, it's like kind of like an AR kind of a style. Yeah. Now, who is Blackleaf Industries? I think I probably should know who they are. Uh, they're Edmonton based. They're pretty new. Uh, okay. They've been doing a bunch of Glock yeah, stuff. They know who you are. Yeah, they know who you are. There's been a lot of shops that are that are popping up that are doing. Um, uh, Glock mods because I think the barrier entry is a little bit lower, so they do like a double undercut, stipple job, okay. uh, uh, parts and that kind of thing. That's where I've heard Jobs, the name. Yeah, yeah. and okay. they also do um, a bunch of AR stuff. So I believe they produce their own AR, and uh, this is you know they're like, yeah, if we can do an AR, we can do an AR nine, right? So yeah, it's okay. Excellent, yeah. cool. Alrighty, who wants to take the uh, Adriel? I'm going to let you take the next one as well. Yeah, so Nodak RWA is doing a 180 giveaway. It's on Canada Gun Nuts. Uh, If you sign up to their newsletter, you might get a chance to win a limited edition Nodak RWA 180DB2. So, non-restricted rifle. Cool. Sounds like fun. If there was another way to do it, I would do it, but I just I just don't spend any more any time on that particular form. There's anyway. a, so uh, there's a there's a link to the sign up there. You the, and there's a surprising few number of people that sign up for these kind of contests. So I'd encourage you guys to sign up because um someone's gonna win it. And there's not that many people that that submit for this kind of stuff, right? That's okay. a it's, it's a two thousand like, dollar gun. It's like um one of the lottery companies um did a couple of years ago with their marketing campaign. It was quite quite simple. Two, two brilliant marketing campaigns that year. Rice Krispies came up with a slogan that said, Rice Krispies, well, what the heck did you think they were made out of? And um, Lotto 649 slogan was, you can't win if you don't play. 
So same idea. Like you said, these gun contests, not very many people actually sign up for them. And you'll notice that your chances of winning will increase exponentially if you sign up for them. It's it's much like your chances of winning a competition increase by showing up. True. Yes. Yes. Hey, or your chances of having fun at the competition even go up by showing well, up. Your chances of having fun or not having fun are about 50-50. At a shooting match? Yeah. You'll either have fun or you yeah. won't. Therefore, it's 50-50. That's right. <laughs> and if no, you win, you'll have fun. If you no, don't. I've, I've won very seldom. I've had fun every time. Pretty much. I guess I'm doing no, it. I shouldn't say that. There's been times. <laughs> but way more than not, because otherwise I wouldn't keep doing it. Like, you know, it's it's better than 50-50, guys. Come on. All right. You guys are... <laughs> no, I, I, I have fun. Yeah, come on. on. The look on his face. <laughs> I... Uh, I don't like you guys as much as I used to. <laughs> All right. Sure. Let's get into the main topic, which is lead. We lead. Like, we like lead. Lead's fun. Trevor um, likes lead so much, he's got it in his uh, blood. To the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, parts a million? How much? I was supposed to have my second blood test to determine whether or not it came down on Wednesday, but there was a major snowstorm here. So I rescheduled it. So I was supposed to have it before the last indoor shoot and it got rescheduled and I had an indoor shoot. So I was like, oh, great. Now the results will be skewed. And I was supposed to have it before this indoor shoot and it got rescheduled again. And I mean, it's it's a waste now. Well, I mean, if you do it and you find that your lead is like way up, then I guess the indoor matches are bad for you. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, um, we've talked about like blood levels. Uh, This is different though, because this is about like Environment Canada pushing for, I think, pushing for lead free ammo. You guys saw that article, right? I did not. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I I looked at some of it briefly. Um, There's, yeah. Anyway, Adriel, go ahead. This seems to be your go button topic. Well, oh, it's my go button. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the the, um, Government Canada put out an article that's, the Environment, title, Canada. Environment Canada using more lead-free ammunition is is the uh, uh, title. It says uh, this ammunition. Uh, so we expend 375 million cartridges. Uh, this ammunition releases 5,200 tons of lead into the environment annually. That's, that's metric. That's tones. Tones. Yes. It's, it's not even like it's not even a weight. It's like the sound it makes when you drop it on the yeah the tone that you get. Um, uh, um so we we actually mine 149,000 tons of lead um so like i'm not sure how this is it says it's the single most significant source of lead releases onto the land in canada i'm pretty sure they're using like some weird uh, exception to how they're measuring this though because uh, well what else releases lead onto the land dumps Okay, where is all this lead going? It's going into landfills and it's going into like some a lot of it's being recycled, but a lot of it's going into the dump, right? A lot of it's going to China with with our yes. recycled electronics. Yes. yes. Yeah, we send yeah. it to China. Yeah. 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 So um so uh, that's that's a little bit uh funny. Um and then uh, just more into the article here. Um they're saying, "Hey, there's there's other materials. There's lead-free ammunition available. It's made from copper, copper zinc alloy, steel, tungsten, or bismuth." It's as effective or if not better than lead. Yeah, okay, it's not. That is Can a falsehood. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a falsehood. It is there's not better why, than lead. There's a reason why we've continued to use lead almost exclusively for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yep. 
Yes, and it's not just because that's the way we've always done it. It actually is very effective in making projectiles that do impact on targets. So how come you aren't using uh, lead-free alternatives for uh, service rifle, Brian? It's Um, more effective. It's it's actually not, and it's right now it's hideously expensive. Hideously Mm. expensive. You could, I mean, I could uh, set up a lathe and mill and lathe out all copper projectiles. I'm I'm sure they'd be great. However, um, the cost would be ridiculous. Um, Mm. So that's that's a that's a big part of it, and. Um, it they're still still not going to work as well as lead because they're not going to have the same density. You're not going to have the same ballistic coefficient. You're, it's just not. What if? Yeah. Go ahead. What if they said um, hunting only? They already got rid of lead for the waterfowl. If you are hunting migratory, and I don't know if this is federal or specific to New Brunswick, but if you're hunting yeah. migratory in New Brunswick, uh, steel shot only. It's uh, yeah, not, non-toxic all across Canada and North all across Canada. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. Right. So they already did that to us. Yep. So now shotgun shells have to shoot steel shot. What or, if? What if they waterfowl? Yeah. Yeah. Or or not lead anyway. What if they said this? If you're in um, a uh, habitat of wildlife, um, hunting, no lead. If you're on the range, fine. Have at her. So hunting what? Big game, small game, period, period. Hmm. If you are in an environment of uh, a resort of wildlife, which if you're hunting, you're in a resort of wildlife. So if you have a hunting license on you and you're in the woods or not even a hunting license, if you're in a resort of wildlife, lead lead ammunition is prohibited. So one of the vectors they're talking about here is K2. You shoot a big game deer or something like that, and your kids could eat the lead. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to eat all like the blood splattered, leady, fragmented goo, yeah, sure. Which you um, don't. You cut all that out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You cut all that out. You don't feed your kids that stuff. Um, but the but the other part is that um, your gut pile or whatever is uh, is scavenged, and then whatever eats that is getting the lead. That's real. Like that yep. that that is that's that is real. That animal doesn't die the next day. That animal has some lead in its system. You can have so much lead in your system before it's toxic. And yeah, I you're, think, you're proof I of think that, some of the exactly. they're saying that they're they're seeing some predatory birds um, dying from from eating too much uh, gut pile lead, which it, that, God, I don't believe it. I don't believe no, it. I, it would I, have I think it's false. Uh, unfortunately, if you want to look at the tonnage of lead that's expended in firearms, uh, target shooters and competition shooters are going to vastly outweigh. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Literally outweigh the the hunters. The, yep. the hunters who have even a box of ammo are they've got what twenty like ten ounces of lead in their in a rifle, you know, with twenty with twenty cartridges. Like and they'll shoot once per year. They'll yeah. shoot a year per year. Yeah. So and, like when it, when it comes to hunting, like hunting big game, if we were to say okay, like non toxic only for hunting big game, it would suck. It wouldn't be the worst thing. Like you can use uh, a TSX. You can use that to hammer your deer. And the impact is fairly, fairly low. And how long do you think it would be if this was forced upon the industry? Necessity is the mother of all invention. We would start to see an increase in um, projectile technology and better projectiles. I mean, look at handgun ammunition. Right now, the argument of nine versus 40 versus 45 is a moot point because we know it's all about the wound channel and the wound channels produced by a quality projectile. And the 
quality of projectiles that people carry now compared to even 20 years ago is just incredible the difference so if hunters were forced to if the industry was forced to adopt non-toxic ammunition for hunting we would see the industry then force themselves to produce better quality non-toxic hunting ammunition with much better quality projectiles that made better wound channels well, I mean, hey. the ones the ones that are available today are good. Like for for big game TSX uh, projectiles are pretty good. They're they're yeah. they do the yeah. job. Um, the expansion's good as long as you push them really quick. Um, they are not good at low velocity. So like your regular cartridges or like your your low pressure. Like you wouldn't want to use it. Like your thirty thirty. No, I was just going to say there that. Might not be an option well, for that. Uh, be, be careful because I I was using TSXs in my deer rifle and but they had TS. TSXs designed for the 300 blackout. They were designed to work with a lower velocity. So they have mm-hmm. the ability to tailor the cartridge, how, how much it opens at a given velocity. So, so Brian, why were you using them on purpose? Because what? it was about the only cartridge, the only bullet that was designed to work with 300 blackout velocities. That So you couldn't find like a ballistic tip 30 cal bullet for the 300 blackout uh not f- not suitable for deer size game holy crap tsx makes 30 30 bullets there you go <laughs> yeah. yeah they have it's a it's available all points so that they'll open yeah. up and, because and uh, those are poking along but uh <laughs> and, and honestly we're we're kind of making the argument for the for the lead banners well like on, on well i'm looking at worst case scenario i'm like yeah, yeah. what a, what if if we have to make a concession then um, if they only force it on hunters, you could get by because yeah. you're not buying. The cost would go up, but right, not. the cost would go up, but the cost would come down eventually because of supply and demand. Eventually, yes. the cost would come and, down, and that, and that is one of the things in the article. The technology, never the same. You'd, you'd never get down to a twenty-five dollar box of ammo. No, the material okay. cost is more. The machining right. cost is more. There's there's no, there's not a way to make them as cheap as as lead. So you'd still you'd be you'd have to accept that your box of ammo is now instead of 25 is 30 or $40. Right. But still, like if, if you're hunting big game, that's not a huge deal. Well, but remember, guys, we also have a lot of hunters who refuse to even sight in their gun yeah. or shoot more than one round to, to check their sight in because it costs a lot of money. Yeah, and I, don't really, but I, I don't want those people. Well, uh, they can no, I understand. Yeah, no, I, I, I well, we got to be careful because we can't just throw certain parts of our sport under the bus just I'm because we don't do it yeah, yeah. well what no anyway <laughs> now we get now, what about small game you gonna you're gonna you're gonna buy copper bullets for shooting gophers well shoot gophers um yeah we'll have to oh these oh <laughs> what's what's gonna happen with your 22 now well you could shoot 17 8 tomorrow with a copper bullet so oh. Go for the uh, fun. But it's going to cost more. You're right. You're right. It's going to cost more. It's going to cost more. a heck of a lot more. Like, 17- what about mm. what about the military? What about law well, enforcement? See, this well, is military all is, is looking at centered for practice. Yeah, but this whole thing is targeting non-military use of, of course. ammunition because they know that the army is just going to say, "Yeah, whatever. This is yeah. all nice. We're we're going to use the most effective ammunition yeah. we can get for." For the last practice, but they're, they're they may use centered on their ranges because it's less lead in the air or, or whatever, right? Like they, they might look at that, 
They 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 might because they they do yeah. the the military ranges around here really they count how many rounds get used in the berms because they need to take the lead out and it they're they're kind of pretty anal about it. Well, I, I'm not sure what the environmental impact surveys they do for ranges is like and whether they're like, I mean, all this lead's coming out of the ground anyway. So if we're putting it back into the ground and it stays in one spot in, in an outdoor range or an indoor range, are we contaminating anything? Well, it's, was, uh, the, did you guys hear about that letter that went to gun clubs across Canada recently about the lead on the ranges? And it didn't seem to come from any kind of... um anybody in a position of authority let's say it wasn't like from the cfo it wasn't from the government so a lot of people just disregarded it but it was something about a lead study or contamination on your ranges did you guys does that ring any bells no no okay i wonder yeah. if this is part of that it would be nice to know if like that's an issue or not i mean that that seems like something where it's like oh it's it isn't an issue or yes it is an issue and here's the things you can do to mitigate it you mean lead on a range yes well, it's not public. It's not ranges aren't public property. If you don't want to be exposed to what's there, don't join. Stay away. So if, like an example would be, uh, and I don't even know if there's a thing lead leaching into the water supply. Probably not a thing. Uh, it could be. I mean, there's I uh, yeah. there's there's water there's water running near my range. So yeah. is that an issue? And if it is, it's like, oh, it's an issue. Here's how you mitigate it. You build a yeah. berm like this and boom, you're done, right? Well, no, see, that's that doesn't work because the 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 lead gets into the berm and then water washes down through the berm on when it rains and it's gonna potentially carry that particulate matter with it as it as it goes. I, I don't know. I, I know that it's showing up in new stormwater management guidelines here in Ontario. They're talking about you know, firing, it actually showed up in the new draft document that I read. It's, it's a thing. Now, whether it's really a thing or if it's an agenda huh. thing that is being slipped in, I don't know. Here's a good yeah. question. One of the, one of the viewers is talking about uh, muzzle loaders, whether they be pistols or even rifles, what option do they have? Muzzle loading uh, hunting is big. Mm. Uh, recreational shooting with mm. muzzle loaders, recreationists with muzzle loaders. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's a whole group of firearms enthusiasts. What what the heck are they supposed to use? Well, I think for mo for hunting, there's no reason why they can't use copper bullets. But for reenactors using you uh, can't round so ball, you need, you need like if you're going to use a rifled muzzle loader, you need something that'll like expand, right? Because you're pushing well, it down the barrel. They have yeah, those sabos that they use yeah, sabos, you can yeah, use a sabo. sabo. Yeah. yeah. Now, what about a, like, what about a cap and ball revolver? Well, you're at a lock. Yeah, rubber bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's and if you get into you know like let's look at the handgun sports that you you know we all participate in. I I guess the bullets could be centered, frangible, and that would work fine. I I mean there are there are some indoor ranges that. Uh, require 100% green ammunition. There's nothing nasty in the primer and there's no lead in the projectile. But yeah. that stuff is stupid expensive. Yeah. And what yeah. the what the report says is that as as the requirement increases, there'll be higher volume, thus the unit cost will go down, which unless is everybody drops out of the sport. Yeah. 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 Wow. Everyone will drop out of the sport. Like uh, your your handgun ammo uh, is going to go from 10 cents a bullet, which is like, a, you know, like a, a TMJ or something like that, or even 
what's what's uh, X Metal's uh, code of bullets go for these days? Eight nine uh, cents. Ninety eight bucks for a thousand. Yeah, like uh, right around ten cents, right? So ten cents a bullet. Or is it um, less than that? And the centered stuff is what fifty a buck. Yeah, it's crazy. Not, it's not cheap. I mean, again, though, I'm not. I don't want to throw the hunters under the bus and say take their ammo. Um, if it only applied to hunters, then uh, us handgun shooters would just cast our own. If we mm-hmm. couldn't buy um, lead ammo, we would scrounge lead wherever we could, and, and casting would just go <laughs> through the roof. Everybody get into casting. Yeah, but yeah. the the article you does can't, does you can't throw just the hunters under the bus. No, that's what I'm saying. But our articles after everyone. Yeah, and the article does specifically mention uh, firearms ranges because that is a relatively high concentration of lead from firearms projectiles. But it's isolated to there. Yes, but again, if it if it is then causing things to leach into the ground beneath the range and then be carried along with groundwater, who knows right. what's so, end up? It's the so same you, as you can't do an oil change by dumping it in the parking lot. Well, you, but uh, gas well, stations well, are, are like a known, like you can't, like reclaiming a gas station right, location is really it. difficult because yep. they know it's like, yep, we zoned it as a gas station. We know that soil is effed. It's full of oil. It's full yep. of gasoline. It's uh, it's yep. it's not great soil anymore. But it yeah, can be remediated. Well, nobody wants to pay to do it, though. There was an Irving that closed down in the community I was living in before I moved here, and that will remain an empty lot for 100 years. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, small game. Ugh. What fun is it shooting gophers when when your rounds are like a buck, 52 bucks a pop? It's not going to happen. Well, yeah. yeah, Unfortunately, I'll start doing it with a bow. This is uh, if if you want to be a conspiracist about it, this is a great way for the anti crowd to really curtail the amount of interest in. Yeah, yeah. Can't, if we can't take their guns, we'll take their bullets. Yeah, yeah. and make. Well, it remember what Chris Rock expensive. said: you don't need gun control; you need bullet control. Bullets cost five thousand dollars. He shot that man three times. He does have done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I see this as. Uh, just the way that the article is one-sided and parroting stuff that's not fact that's saying like oh yeah you know for for the for people who are shooting or hunters or sport shooters the ammunition is minimal the cost there. oh it's god like, yeah that 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 part was ugh. laughable and like if, if you're if you're hunting if you're going out to shoot a ram and you're you're spending thousands of dollars on uh guiding fees yeah the difference between a twenty dollar box of ammo and a forty dollar is like man who cares yeah, exactly. if you're if you're shooting you got thousands of rounds a, a year sorry go ahead trevor I was just saying, along with what you're saying, your binoculars cost two thousand dollars. I mean, you know, but so but people get hung up on stuff. I I know guys who yeah, yeah I've got a really fancy t- you know, two thousand three thousand dollar gun. I but it doesn't shoot fifty five grain worth of damn, so it's it's no good to me. Well, yeah. uh, okay, use real ammo in it. Come on, uh, you yeah. know. So for for waterfowl, steel shot sucks. Like it's oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Um, your, your bismuth is, is quite a bit better, but it, the cost on it is incredibly and high tung- now, for hunting is big game, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. For, for hunting big game, you can use a premium bullet, like an AccuBond, and that'll cost you X amount of dollars. You can use a, you use a TSX. It's not that much more. The actual difference in performance and, um, 
lethality and that kind of thing on on non-toxic versus uh lead based on bullets for big game it's not that big of a deal yeah so now yeah we get into the long-range target sports you're not going to be able to make a copper projectile that competes with a lead projectile in in 308 or six mil or six five it's just not going to happen no it's not going to get blown all the way all over the place however people could say fine you don't need to do that. That's ultimately, or it's, it's that very trend. hard for us to justify why we should be able to put lead in the environment. Why yeah. do we have to justify lawful activities? We don't. But in a free okay. and democratic well, society. Do, oh, wait a minute. This isn't about, 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 um, this isn't about legal or not. Cause they could say the, the law is now you can't put lead in the environment. So we're no longer legal to do it. And it's an environmental thing, not a gun grabbing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Next, you're going to tell me global warming is real. <laughs> well, again, I, I get back uh, to, the, okay, f- f- 5,200 metric tons of, of lead imported. Is that a big deal in Canada? I, I don't I don't think, that doesn't really strike me as a big number. Not when we're mining 150,000 tons of it. That's what we're mining, never mind like importing or anything else. That's what we're having to pull out of the ground. We recycle the stuff. We did that's that's another big number, but we also might like dig up 150,000 tons of it. So it's going somewhere. It can't all yeah. go to China and get uh, you know, pollute their area over there. Some of it's got to be in dumps and landfills around here. You know, we're two of the most uh two of the biggest producer users of lead is um uh, sorry, no. Um the lead smelter in Beldoon, their two largest customers are AC Delco and Kodak. Yep. Now, Kodak, maybe not so much anymore. Um, along with lead comes silver. So there's a lot of silver that comes out of that lead mine. And Kodak buys all the silver because they use the silver in their film. And AC Delco uses the lead. <laughs> they use the silver Kodak? in their who? In the Kodak still even in business? <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. So I don't even know. Uh, yeah, like, I don't think they are. Yeah, if yeah. anyone is uh, is using film for anything anymore, but yeah, I think maybe the movie industry that would be about it. Maybe. So, uh, one other thing. Okay, so in three gun, we shoot steel very close up with lead, and therefore it's fine. Uh, you can't shoot steel at steel. No, nope. but you could shoot uh, centered. You can shoot frangible. Yeah. Can you shoot frangible shotgun shells? Is that a thing? Do they have? frangible slugs could you make us you could make slugs yeah Yeah, that's not you can't shoot that like okay so what about sporting clays yeah see those shooting sports get get gone because you the volume of shells that you go through it's an olympic sport good luck that's the crowd you want to piss off Eh. It was wrestling. The Olympics aren't sacred. They pulled wrestling out of the Olympics. They don't care about sports shooting. What? When? Uh, it's like ago. one of the oldest. No, I don't think they pulled wrestling in it. Did they? they Look, no, we would know about that because our friend uh, yeah, Tom would tell, tell us all about that. Yeah, that's. I don't think wrestling's out of the Olympics. I think that's fake news. He's looking it up. Wrestling I, reinstated for 2020 games reinstated mm-hmm. that's right. one of the original uh, exactly. sports. they used and to so do that stuff naked you guys, like, you guys yes. think that like clay shooting is sacred like they took wrestling out of the olympics they're not, they don't they're not, they're they'll, they'll be sacred. fine with, with taking clay shooting out wow. yeah it's it's the stepchild that they don't like it's 
Yeah, they don't like the shooting sports in the Olympics at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, it it doesn't look good. It I don't know how we uh come up with a rational way to fight this one. Well, like, it'd be nice. I'm not saying there isn't one. I like a concrete goal. If the concrete goal was like, hey, there's too many animals that are eating your damn gut piles. We need to do something about it. Fine. Uh, hunters we'll pick up would our start, gut piles. Yeah, hunters would start picking up their gut piles and burying them, or we'd start using more copper ammo. I mean, it's not that much more expensive, and we can do that. That that would be acceptable if that's the message. But the the message in this article is more everything: shooting sports, uh, yeah. hunting. And again, they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're talking about lead getting getting released in the environment and what's the environmental impact. Now, I don't know what the impact is. Well, Again, they, dealing with the military ranges, they go in every so often and pull the backstops out or pull the face off to get all the lead out of it. And they reclaim the lead and, in theory, recycle it. I to make a little bit of money or at least pay for the cost of doing that. With well, exactly. Right? Right? Yeah. No, yeah. Guys, guys, we've been hunting for hundreds of years. We're hunting less now than ever before if this was an issue like it would have cropped up in the 60s or 70s oh yeah no no no. it's it's a bunch of hooey it is hooey well uh, uh, the waterfowl was was the same right like we 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 were it was doing some damage to waterfowl there's that many lead pellets at the bottom of lakes and that kind of thing and everything like all the ducks are (laughs) are using it as roughage so i mean there's like maybe there's something but it'd be nice to say like Hey, uh, you know, there's a significant amount of, you know, this kind of animal and here's what we can do to stop it. And let's, let's try to do some of those things. Right. I'd like, I'd like to see the studies about the waterfowl. What was happening? Yeah. Oh, they, uh, there's little, uh, they, they need roughage and they're picking yeah. them up off the bottom of lakes and then and putting what? them in the gizzard. Right. And then what? They get slowly lead poisoned over years and years and years. Were they? How long is the lifespan of a duck? I don't know. We'll slightly, slightly shorter if they ingest lead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it was ever it was ever uh, justified, but it was kind of like, well, it might be true, so we better just better to be safe than sorry. And uh, they, I, they I think I think all all three of us haven't looked at any of the studies on this. So correct. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's it's not a good thing. Anyway. Okay. Let's uh, talk finish playing this particular dead horse for this week. Yeah, sure. So, right. like summary, uh, if we had to hunt big game with lead, no big deal. Everything else, a totally a pain in the butt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It, yeah. Hmm. Thanks, Trevor. Is that you bringing? No, that's my house. Oh, okay. Sorry. You might want to get that checked. Houses aren't supposed <laughs> yeah. to ring. No, that's odd. Yeah. All right, uh, listener feedback. I'll uh, I'll take the first one. Uh, from James B. La Première Etoile. Thanks, Brian. The girls are really excited about your $100 donation. Apparently, my mom wrote a check that I now have to write a check for. What? It had something to do with getting them raising no. money so that you would sing. They would put, You donated 100 bucks to them so that I would sing? I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. Okay, good. All but right. he's called me out on it, so now I have to? Uh, no, they're supposed to go out and raise the money themselves. They're not supposed to get the money. You're a bastard. That's not how well, this it's works. It's costing me a hundred bucks. You want to pay a hundred dollars to hear me sing? No, I want to pay a hundred bucks so I don't have to hear you sing. Actually, that's fine. I'll just take my headphones off. I don't have to hear you. It's, 
Awesome. All right. So let's carry on. Well, Kanakistan is finally melting. Uh, evidence is to the contrary. And Bill C seventy one and Bill C seventy one on the horizon. I wish to tell people from my cold, dead hands. Very cold. Well, yep. My hands are cold. They're not dead yet, but they're cold. Well, the way I I say it so much better than the way you were reading this. I think I'm going to use a true actor for the part. Maybe I can get Charleston Heston to do it. Ah, <laughs> Canada signed to Canada. Canadurp. Okay. Canada Derp. Uh, Canada. Yes. Canada Derp. Whoo. Okay. Trevor, can you take the next one? Nope. I'm waiting for Wesley's. Okay, fine. Adriel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I got I to gotta get my beep button ready for the next one. Uh, from Anthony. Hey, guys. I've been enjoying your show for quite some time now, but it was great to finally meet one of the hosts in person. I got to meet Kelly in person at Topcom uh, a little while back and even got to rope her in to help me out with some of the ladies' events that I'm working on at our local club. I got to say that Brian has been an excellent addition to the show in Matthew's absence. I hope you don't kick him to the curb when Matthew oh. gets back full time. It's been discussed. He's gone. <laughs> no, I, you know, this email address, I've, I, I've never seen this email send emailed into us. I think it's like one of Brian's alt uh, email addresses. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. He goes on. Uh, five hosts isn't too many, in my opinion. I have a suggestion for next year's TACOM show. Slamfire booth with live coverage of the event. Keep up the great work. Regards, Anthony. So he yeah. wants us to podcast for 16 straight hours? No. I mean, you could do it if it was live and like there was no expectations as to quality. I'm not sure who would want to watch such a live stream. No. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for jobs and families and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which is important to have. You guys anyway. work on the weekend? Well, I don't know. Well, no, but my family likes me to be around. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't I have do. family. Well, Steve likes you. That's well, uh, if she's not around, he does. Oh. We're both sitting on the couch and they're both on top of her. Like, I'm like, look, I've got the flag. <laughs> they, I only exist when she's not around. Well, maybe they've looked at you and they're concerned that you're going to eat them. Possibly. <laughs> so it's going on. Okay, Trevor, uh, do you want to take this one from Wesley, please? Okay, I'm going to preface this because if I just read it, it's going to seem yeah, a little you... out of place and need some context. So oh, okay. maybe the listeners remember last week or the week before, we were talking about Adriel's results at the three-gun match. And um, Adriel was impressed that he had uh, finally, was it the first time he beat Wesley? I've only um, shot with him at uh, Saskatoon, and he, yeah, thoroughly whomped me at that. Okay, so Adriel beat Wesley Stevens for the first time. Wesley's been a long-time listener of the show, and um, yeah, so uh, I commented how Adriel beat Wesley, yet when Wesley posted the photo, like a screenshot taken of practice score of his results, kind of cropped out the guy above him that was Adriel, and I thought it was kind of a little greasy, you know? So anyway, we get this from Wesley. And he's, so to the listeners... I, I, got, I got the beat button on this one, Trevor. Uh, you go for it. All right, but I just want to apologize ahead of time to the listeners who are listening live. He says, uh, f*** you guys. I try to put social media... Uh, I try to put social media, and you guys just flame me. I don't know what that means. I try to put social media... And you guys flaming. He must be taking grammar lessons from uh, Ginger Snaps. Yes, I would say. He says, uh, I didn't cut off the number one spot on purpose. 
Instacrops the photo into a square. I didn't change it because hashtag furlough achieving <laughs> Wesley <laughs> uh, and furlough achieving, of course, is overachieving and underachieving. So we he's blaming the Instagram, I think, for cropping his photo and he decided not to change it. Instagram is a pain in the butt. I hate it how it crops. I, I always, always want to take like a wide aspect photo of a gun and it wants square the whole time. And it's always like not great for guns. Nope, it's not. I'm noticing that as well. It kind of yeah. sucks. So you see, uh, Instagram is going to go away and I will go from being behind the curve to ahead of the curve by having never used Instagram. So it's. Where are you putting your guns? The gun picks like on Bumble or. Uh... Bumble? N- no, not. Pornhub? Are you already on Pornhub putting pictures of guns? <laughs> He's on Pornhub, but I'm not I'm not I'm not producing content. That's that's all I'm gonna say about <laughs> Well, I am. <laughs> oh yeah. great. But I don't see any channels closing or videos disappearing on YouTube. Is this actually gonna be a thing or what? Uh, I heard well, I mean, after did- like like a lot of times when you introduce something new, you pu- you put it out there and say, "Don't worry, guys, it's just for people who are selling guns." And then everyone who's selling and promoting starts to you know start to see their uh, channel get strikes. So uh, they they put the shot across the bow, and now it's enforcement time. So it'll it'll take a while, but they'll they'll start enforcing. Wonderful. Yeah, it's it's not good. We're going over the anyway, anyway, for the listeners, if you would like to send the show an email, please do so at slamfireradio at gmail.com. And we'll read it the way we get it, because that's what we do. Editing takes effort. Shout outs. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, mine goes to uh, Paul Lombard, who was here for the last couple of days. And uh, to all the other Atlantic FOs in our chat who listen and uh, and watch the show, keep up the good work, boys. All right, mine's to Daryl and all the all the people really that I met at the uh, Calgary Gun Show. Um, thanks for coming up and saying hi, <laughs> even if I didn't know who you were. <laughs> uh, it was really nice talking to everyone, and uh, yeah, really cool. A lot of uh, a lot of Slamfire listeners and. Uh, I'm starting to feel that like closeness of the gun community starting to close in because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that I know and a lot of people that uh, that know me is, is really cool. But he would appreciate sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah more Sam, more subway sandwiches Subs. next time. Yeah, yeah. Does it have to be subway or are you picky? Uh, I, you know what? I went to five guys afterwards and that was delicious. So. <gasps> five guys. Yeah. yeah I had five rather guys have that than subway. <laughs> <laughs> five Just guys once? meat is the best, Brian. When you have five guys meat in your mouth, you have oh. arrived. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh. And they have the free nuts too. <laughs> they do. They do. That's I forgot. You, you guys rehearsed this. <laughs> it was uh, Ross and Ross and uh and Jeff who uh Ross and Nader and Jeff who who first fed me five guys. <laughs> They introduced uh, you to the five guys. They did. They 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 did bring me to the five guys for the first time. And uh, man, when their meat hit my mouth, oh, <laughs> amazing! Uh, awesome. Okay. Um, I don't have any shoutouts. Uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, we have a new one uh, this week. Brant H. Thank you very much. Oh, Jonathan Howe and Sean H. That's great. Um, 
we really appreciate the support or the regulars on the show appreciate the support. I'm just the temp. It didn't really matter to me one way or the other. Here you go. 1242. What's the 12 gauge 42? I'm trying to figure out the, the significance of maybe the included the tax on something. Or maybe it's 12 gauge is the answer to everything because 42. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the answer to the universe and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. God, I hope I nailed that. That makes me the smartest person ever. <laughs> or autistic. Wow. If you're the smartest person really ever, we're in a lot of trouble as a I, I could be the top autist on the show. But that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, Patreon supporters, uh, you should have received your patches in the mail. Adriel, is that true? Have you sent an email patches? for somebody? Oh, Ian Jones is saying, where's my patches? How recently did he sign up? Uh, I don't know, but we just got his email tonight going, Adriel, where's my patches? So okay. so he is doing what you should do. If you haven't received your patches, send us an email. Please. Angry email, too. Angry email. Email. Yeah. Try yeah. to try to like really like projectile throw the spit as you're typing. <laughs> yeah. And if you could put uh, always email. Yeah. Or you could send snail mail and like put anthrax in the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> also be include also be. a return envelope in the anthrax envelope. I'll put a patch in there and I'll send it back. <laughs> awesome. Yes. All right. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com backslash forward slash radio forward slash slam fire radio. Sorry. Backslashes don't work on the internet. Sorry. My bad. Okay. We're leaving. We're done. Please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA or anybody else you think will help. It's important to support those who support us. Get shooting some IPSC or some steel challenge. Uh, Take a maple seed challenge, shoot a three gun match, bust some clays, get out hunting. Don't use lead ammo because that's bad. Blast some long range. Take loose. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? It's just bad if you use it as a jolly rancher. That is true. Do not suck on a bullet um, that has lead in it. It's not good. Uh, blast some uh, long-range F-class targets and shoot some service conditions. Yeah, exactly. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We have a space over there where you can comment on the show and we'll interact with you. Like us on Facebook. We currently have 1,879 likes. That's a fair number of likes. You know, there should be a point in the show where we say like a, a, like a keyword that gives them a hint that all of this gibberish is coming so they can just go, okay, that's it for the content. I can stop now. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. I did because uh, I don't even like listening to this part. Okay, well, p- people who know the show know to turn it off now. That's there's we have smart listeners. We do, I guess, but sometimes another stuff comes up. Oh, I, I wish I had cut out the broadcast right when you said people who knew her smart <laughs> listeners should know to stop the broadcast. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Good night. Would all you gentlemen like to say good night? Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night, everybody.